That's life. Life is full of ups and downs, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight on Notes from John with a Babble from Bon. And tonight, we'd like to start off by doing a uh, shout out for our grandson, Dallin. Here's a, here's a kid who said, never give up, just keep trying and do your best and just keep working on it and we ha all have ups and downs, and sometimes, I mean, life is about failures as well as successes. And he tried out for an office in the um, ninth grade and lost. Tried out again sophomore year, lost. And this year he tried out for junior class president, and he won. So we want to give a shout out to him because he said, never give up, keep going, keep trying, and that's what we do in life, don't we? John. Way to go, Dallin. He, he, one of his uh, mantras in his life is to never give up, to always have hope. And I'm, uh, we're proud of him for um, taking this uh, step this year to, to run for an office at Alta High School. And lo and behold, this year it worked out. Way to go, Dallin. He would say that, too, about the Ute games. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> never sure give up did. on him, even when we knew it was... A Dundell. Yeah, <laughs> he did, and he was great with that. He was. Kind of reminds me, though, a little of my own circumstance when I was in the seventh grade I, at Clayton Junior High School. Wow, a long time ago. I ran for the seventh grade class president. I lost. I ran for the eighth grade class president a year later. Again, I lost. And... um. I was deflated enough that I can, I concluded that that was the last of my running for an office in school. How about you? Well, I, <laughs> I too, tr I don't know what, whatever possessed me to try, but I thought, well, why not? So I tried out for an office in the eighth grade. I didn't even make the finals. At least I made the finals. I, I finals didn't even make the finals. Both of those years, but it didn't do me any good. And, and I felt okay until everyone would come up to me and say, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't make the finals. Or I'm, you know, and they just kept saying, I'm sorry. And finally I said, well, I'm sorry too. <laughs> <laughs> and started to cry. And then I went home and my friends, bless their hearts, gave me a little surprise party to try to cheer me up. Then I felt kind of stupid that I'd been such a baby about it. But feelings run deep when you something means a lot to you and you really want to to make a certain office or team or squad or whatever. And, and when it doesn't quite happen, you do sometimes feel like a failure and you want to give up. I remember after I I lost my election for the for the seventh grade. Um, I was walking home. My sister, Christine, who's just older than I, a year and a half older than me, she was in the ninth grade, and she had run for a, a, a student body office in the, uh, for the whole junior high school. And, and we were at the same an 
election announcement um, gathering after school one day where they announced all the winners and they announced her as one of the winners, of course, and then announced me as one of the losers. <laughs> and she and I afterwards were walking home uh, uh, together, and I was crying. I felt so sorry for myself and discouraged. And um, I will never forget Christine. Here she was, what, 15, 14, 15 years old, ninth grade, or just beginning her ninth grade. And, and she put her arm around me and she said, John, I'm so sorry. I, I wished it had been me that had lost and you that had won. Well, that takes a lot. It, I've never forgotten it. And it just told me, okay. has told me over the, the years of our lives, the, her character, even as a young girl, caring ab about her little brother, who I'm sure was an irritant in many ways, um, but she was as kind and caring as they come and, and still sweet. is. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've just never forgotten that about her. Well, that, that was very thoughtful of her, my goodness. But so, uh, and then I, I, tr I decided not to give up. I tried again in ninth grade, though. This time it was just for the girls. It was the Clayton Associated Girls o Organization. And so I put on a little skit and ran and this time I was successful. You won. I won that time. But yeah. I was I had I'm afraid if I'd lost I probably would have given up too, maybe. <laughs> but then you never give up. You just keep persevering. Now what class what grade that was ninth grade. Ninth grade. And then you won again in high school. Not as an officer. I tried out for cheer, which was a huge step for me because I didn't do a lot of the tricks that they do now. And um, you had to go out in front of the whole student body. And my friend and I physically would get sick every time we'd go outside, out on the floor to do tricks or our chairs. And then we'd run back off the, the floor and we were physically sick. She would, she'd throw up, but I didn't throw up, but she was she was physically sick because of the nerves. It's, it's scary, and your nerves are on edge. Your ang anxieties increase, and yeah, when they announce over the air, they over the PA si system. This was at Highland High School. At Highland High School. This was your senior my year. Senior year. There else they bring you into a room and. Was it the beginning of your senior year or the end of it your? It was the end of junior year. year when you tried out, so you could practice all summer because the game started in August. So you would, yeah, it was, it was pretty frightening, but it was exciting. And it, what's funny is I always felt bad for the ones that didn't make it, even though I was excited for myself. Like when in sophomore year when we tried out for pep club, way back then pep club was a big deal. All the girls would try out for pep club. And it was hard, a lot of hours learning all the drills and the marches and the notebooks and then you'd go in this the gym and see all the names posted up on a on the wall and you would just hope and pray as you walked in <laughs> your name would that be your up. name would be up there and you'd see girls running out crying and I just felt so bad. Yours was always up there. Not always, but it was up there for this pep club squad which I was grateful for because I, I learned a lot, made well, a lot of When wasn't friends. your name up there? My eighth grade. 
Well, I mean, yeah, but were you just you was pep club just one year? Pep clubs one year, and then cheerleading was um, my senior year, and then trying out for I don't know why I tried out for yearbook staff, <laughs> but I thought actually I tried out for cheer and yearbook and acapella because I thought if I don't make two of them, I had a better chance at singing in acapella as a big group because they didn't cut very many people from acapella. So, but it was exciting to to be again, get a little note in class and tell me to come to a room and and then being able to be on yearbook staff was, was another learning experience. And it is great to make these things, but life... Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have hardships, and we've all we've all had them in one way or another. Well, that um, took me into to uh, my junior year of high school, and I'm sitting in a German class with a good friend of mine, and and it was towards the end of the year, and the elections for the coming year were coming up, and and um, my good friend said to me, he says, Jepson, you know what would be great is to would really be a laugh is if you ran for uh, an office at the school. And that kind of ticked me off a little. I said, really? Why is that? And he said, just because it would be fun. I said, well, then I'm going to run for the big one, and you're going to be my campaign manager. And we laughed, and, and that's what we decided to do. So that end of my junior year at East High School, I, I ran for student body president against uh, four other guys that were just a whole lot more popular than I was and a lot more sociable and just great young guys. And uh, and as it turned out, I won. I won. My, my campaign was everybody needs a John. That, my dad came up with that little slogan and uh, it was such a surprise to me, I think it was a surprise to everyone in the school, to tell you the truth. No, I don't think so. I think you had a good fan base, even though you didn't no. think you were in the popular group. And I never no, thought I, I was in the popular group. We just, we were just nice kids. We were nice. Yeah, I, I know we tried to be. And, and I was grateful to be uh, in the athletic department on, uh, I know that made a little bit of a difference. And I've been in involved in the, you know, the junior choir and had made a cappella as well and madrigals for at East High School, but uh, I I just was not in the popular crowd. But now, what if you had not made football the football team? That would have been devastating. Yeah, that would have actually the first year, my sophomore year. Our coach at the after the, all the tryouts, it was now time to announce who made the sophomore team, and he said, uh, "Okay, as, as you go out, as each of you go out for a pass, I'll tell you whether or not you need to stay on the field or whether you need to go on in the locker room." Oh. And if you if you uh, went on into the locker room, that mean you you made the team because you were then going to meet together as the team. And um, I remember I went out for this little pass. It's my turn, and he didn't call my name. <laughs> really? He didn't call my name, which meant that I didn't make the team. And I thought, 
he's got to have made a mistake. <laughs> so so I, I ran on into the room anyway. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. And I told him afterwards, I said, I said, Coach, you, you didn't call my name. I, I ran in anyway. I, I just need to know, did, did, was that just a mistake or did I not make the team? And he said, oh, no, of course you made the team. I, I must have just, you know, made a mistake or was dreaming or something. No, I bet you're st- you just oh. got sick. I, I was. It, my, my whole countenance, I'm sure, dropped. Um, but anyway, it all worked out in the end. But, you know, but that's, that's just part of life. Some things we make, some things we don't. Yeah, just like the beginning words of that little song that we played uh, at the commencement of our podcast tonight. That's life. And, and it is. Life is full of ups and downs and twists and turns of successes and failures. And it, it needs to be for us to be able to learn what we need to learn here. I mean, if, if everything was one way or the other, you know, how are we going to learn from that? Well, failure is part of the process. It's yeah. part of, of how we learn and how we keep going forward I know there were there were those on our mission the young men and women that came the elders and sisters I guess I should call them on our mission that would come and some were disappointed that they were called to New Jersey they wanted exotic missions well New Jersey was pretty exotic with everything that went on but there were those who struggled with languages and they wanted to give up and go home and said this isn't for me and we had to just keep encouraging them to keep trying, to keep doing, keep going forward, and not to give up. You know, the Lord doesn't give up on us, so why should we give up on ourselves? Even when we maybe don't make the team or make the squad, there's always other things that we can pursue and try try again to create that type of a experience for ourselves. I know in my when my mother lost her husband, my dad, she just wanted to give up. And that was devastating. But she knew she couldn't. She knew she had to keep going. We had a sister in the temple the other day come, and she had lost her husband and was having financial trouble, and she just wanted to be done with all of it. She says, I'm tired, I'm done. And I, and I felt f- for her because she reminded me of my mother, and I thought, well, you can't. You have children. You have to keep going. You have to put your trust in the Lord to keep going on. And even those who have illnesses, I mean, look at you, John. I'm sure you were not too happy when you lost your leg. Hmm. You probably had days where you just wanted to say, no, I'm done with this. I did. Of course I did. And and, I think anybody does that has difficult circumstances and... uh, that they've got to come to deal with. And I guess one of the things that helped me through that process and really most of the other challenges that we've experienced is the realization that you can't do anything about changing it, really. You can't change the, si- the situation. It's there, and you just have to make the best of it. I mean, you have a couple of choices. Either you give up or you move forward. I, I learned that in a big way. Um, shortly a- after my uh, my amputation, I got a call one day from a from an old high school friend uh, to come up to the VA hospital 
and see him. He had been drafted into the army for the during the Vietnam War, and while he was uh, in Vietnam, he'd uh, he'd had his arm injured severely and was ultimately amputated. And he was being cared for at the uh, Veterans Administration Hospital here in Salt Lake. So he, he, he knew that I had had an amputation of my leg and, and I went up to see him one day and um, that I just will never forget having him tell me as, uh, as we talked together and he just kind of let me have it. He said, oh, Jepson, your amputation means nothing. You've got both of your arms. You can do all of these things. And, 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 uh, but look at me. I've only got one arm. And think how that's going to change my life. And, and uh, you don't have anything to be concerned or worried about. And, and I know what he was trying to do. He was just trying to tear me down in an effort, really, to kind of lift himself up. Um, finally, I'd kind of had enough of his whining, and I said, Robert, look, you can either lay in that bed and whine and complain all you want, and it's not going to change one thing. It's not going to do anything about your arm or your capabilities. just does no good. The other alternative you have is to get a hold of yourself, quit holding all of your little pity parties, and get up and do something. Determine what you're going to do in life and, and be about accomplishing things that you need to. Well, we kind of finished our conversation and I left and Robert shot himself with a pistol about a week later. I've never forgotten that. I, and I've wondered in my own mind, why, why was I blessed with an ability to never give up, to rise above the challenges, and my friend Robert apparently wasn't. Well, just just made me so grateful, so thankful that I've, I was raised in an environment where I was taught you don't give up, you always give it your very best, you don't give up, and um, I believe that. Plus, some of us just have learned to put our trust in Heavenly Father and the Savior and their ultimate help and even though our lives may go in different directions and um, life happens as we go along and sometimes we we think oh I didn't think my life was going to be like this I thought I was going to get married and have children and have a happy life and a nice house and some of us don't get that some of us have problems early on and we don't have children or we don't get married or we have an illness or um, something goes wrong with our bodies like like that and it changes our lives but it reminds me like the pioneers who oh my they never gave up they just kept no. moving forward they, one step they, at a time well they had to they did I mean what was the what was the alternative for them if they give up they die they died and and that's <laughs> That happens to many of us today. We, we, people can't deal with the issues that they're confronted with, and, and so they give up, and, and what happens to their lives? They essentially die without having been able to accomplish what they're really capable of. I, I just, uh, 
I, I remember how devastated I was when I, I had tried out for a national recording group called the New Christie Minstrels, a group that uh, consisted of, um, um, if I remember correctly, four, four young guys and two girls. They all, uh, the guys played uh, guitars, banjos, and stand-up bass. I tried out for that group in California, and I got to the very final audition. There was came down to, to me and another fellow from St. Louis, and he and I, I was there in, in uh, Los Angeles, actually in Beverly Hills, in the penthouse of Capitol Records for my audition, my final audition, and he was being auditioned in, uh, in uh, New Orleans, or St. Louis, excuse me. And at the conclusion of uh, my little audition, the guy said, uh, the head guy says, uh, John, you're just not strong enough for the Christie Minstrels. I said, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I've been singing with the Tabernacle Choir. you you got to have at least a strong enough voice to be singing in the baritone section there. You'll never even be heard. And he said, well, okay, try it again. So I sang this little ballad uh, again, and I thought I did okay. But uh, anyway, the other fellow that was being auditioned was much better than I was. He got the spot. I didn't. I was so disappointed. It, it, it constituted a failure, and, um, and yet what I didn't have was the wisdom to be able to see what God had intended for me in my life. Exactly. And it, and it wasn't to do that. Had I, had I, had I uh, uh, been successful in that audition and, and uh, uh, obtained that spot in that musical group, I'm not sure that I'd have ever gone on a mission. And you wouldn't have married me. I probably wouldn't have married you. Or had our beautiful children and grandchildren. Would have changed my life in a dramatic way. That's why I say sometimes our life is not what we expect that it's going to be, but the Lord knows what it's going to be. All the more reason for us to never give up. We just continue to strive to do our best and not, not get feeling sorry for ourselves. And like I mentioned, holding these little pity parties for we ourselves. We like those pity parties. Set the table for ourselves and uh, <laughs> we you know, sit around there and mope and whine and complain. And it does no good. Well, it does for a little bit. You can cry and yeah, feel you bad. You can get some emotion. Sure yes, you can. Yes, you can, you know. But then you got to pick yourself back up, like the song said. Pick yourself up and get, get back on the, on the track. On the race right. or whatever it was. Yeah, that's, that's life, all right. It sure is. So perseverance, uh, never give up, uh, have faith. Pray. Ha- have hope. Hope. All of those things going into yes. never helping, giving up. Helping you get through life. Yeah, so our, our hope tonight is that, that in anybody's circumstance, and we all have difficulties. We know that, and you all know that as well. But the real important part is to be able to, in our opinion, is to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And the rest of that scripture goes, and in all thy ways acknowledge, acknowledge. him, and he will direct thy paths. He will. And, and um, as I've said, 
I've cited many times before the 55th chapter of Isaiah where speaking for the Lord he says for my ways are not your ways neither are my thoughts your thoughts saith the Lord of hosts for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours in other words he's a lot smarter than us he's a lot smarter than all of us put together he knows everything before during and after and just one more thought for all those mothers out there who sometimes want to give give up. We just had a an experience with our little three-year-old granddaughter, oh, Emery. She um, fell down our stairs here at the home and broke her little tibia. And then the very next day, she was jumping on the bed with her sisters at her house, fell off and broke her elbow. And Becky just said, oh, my her word. Mother. Becky's her mother. Becky's her mom. That's right. And so she's got a cast on her elbow and a cast on her <laughs> on her leg. Yeah. And both she and her husband are just following her around. And I'm sure they thought, oh, we're exhausted. We're fatigued. We, This is not fun. And life sometimes isn't fun. But just like you said, we have to give it over to the Lord. And, you, I mean, they can't give up on her. Oh, They're responsible. No. They have to and they never take would. care of her, and they never would. And that's what we do as parents, as children of God. We step up to the plate and keep trying to do our best every day. Yeah. So keep trying. Keep moving forward. For those of you who have difficulties in your life, and that's every one of us, please don't give up. Please recognize that there are better days ahead. And that if we'll but put our faith and trust in the Lord, things will improve. I don't know how and I don't know when, but we can't give up. That's right. We've got to persevere and push through to the very best of our ability. And you are a great example of that, Mr. Jepson. As are you, Sister Jepson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to leave you tonight with the last uh, little verse of this song of that's life and and please know that uh, we love you all and we're grateful this by the way i didn't even give you the date today is sunday it's a april the 28th and um, we've been delighted to, to be with our family for dinner tonight and love them all dearly and and all those who choose to spend a few time a few minutes and and listening to this podcast and they don't give up they keep trying and keep going forward they sure do I'm sure proud of them all I appreciate that so that's good enough for us from uh, tonight from notes from John with a babble from God good night and get back in the race that's life